Well, I that you are absolutely ridiculous for <laughs> <laughs> that is uh I can't I can't even You just oh, roasted man. all of us. Me? Yeah. Oh, I was on fire tonight, dude. Unbelievable. Nobody was safe. I was feeling great. Welcome back, people, to FL, FFFL Podcast, Forging Lifelong Friendships Fantasy Football League. I'm here with our co-host, John Lassie and Will Myers, and this is your host, Matthew Honeycutt. Week two on the horizon, week one in the books. How are y'all feeling, guys? Can I be honest here for a second? Because I had some moments this week when I was like, man, fantasy football is just going to end real soon. And it's only one. I'm like already sad about it ending. I'm I'm just I'm just, I'm just being vulnerable here. I really Debbie, thought that Debbie Downer a couple times. I was like, man, I'm gonna be so sad when it's over. <laughs> it's wow. only week one. Enjoy the ride. I know, I know. I need to have a change of change of attitude for sure. Yeah, we'll- I, had a, I had a decent week. I mean, I lost, but you know, whatever. But I only lost by a couple points, one point five points, which I really thought I was gonna get at the end of the game there, but. Denver had probably the worst clock management in the history of the oh NFL. Oh my gosh! So bad. Um, Dude, and I think you're... I think I had a pretty good shot because I think Javante Williams might have caught a pass for. He was catching a ton of passes on that drive, so I think he might have caught a pass for six yards, and I win the game. So that was very frustrating to watch. But dude, he uh, fumbled on the one yard line. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was really frustrating too. Obviously, yeah. but like even even if you take away his mistake. And you put it in the coach's hands. The coach, Nathaniel Hackett, really just killed me this yeah. week. So, um, and, and I got beat by an LSU receiver for the second consecutive fantasy football week. Uh, last time I played was in the championship game. I think Jamar Chase scored like 60. And uh, this week, Justin Jefferson scored 40. So, my boys are really really killing me. You might want to think about getting one of those on your team. I have tried so hard. Yeah. But man, it's, it's the best. It's the best to have on Monday night to, to have another matchup in your league that you're watching. It's not yours. It's somebody else's that is close. (laughs) That's the best. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the ultimate was last year when I was down to Omar by like 80 and Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown each scored like 40 uh-huh. and I won the game on Monday night and I didn't even watch. It was, it was the worst. I, for whatever reason I had something going on, I missed it. But Yeah. Well, man, it's just great to be back. I was, I always kind of forget like, okay, what's my setup? Like how many screens I got going on? How many games I'm watching? It was the best. It was awesome. Um, hey, what but- is your, what is your screen count? Um, y'all may think I'm crazy. Uh, I had four different screens rolling. And you had a Sunday ticket going on. How did you do four screens? Um, I was watching the two local games. Okay. And then I was watching two like off, uh, market games. Mm. How'd you get the off market games? Um, I can't discuss that. Yeah, there we go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully but the I, feds aren't listening in our podcast. Oh yeah, one oh, of our six don't. listeners is an FBI agent. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I think we have sixteen. Okay, knock on his door. 
No, it was all legal. I think. For the record, his name is Bryce Barry. Bryce yes. Barry is the one the that four screens. He lives yes. in Wooster, Arkansas. He's known in the area as the Wooster Daddy. People will know who you're talking about. That is great. Too good. But yes, it was it was great because all my players were involved in all four of those games. It was awesome. Nice. All at once. Um, but let's dive in. We got some takeaways to cover from week one. It was a great week of some football. We had some we had some huge points scored. We had some injuries. We had some unknown things happen. So we're gonna just dive into it. So Will, we're going to kick it off with you. What were some of your takeaways from week one? Uh, I really feel like Stephen A. Smith is stealing my thing when I dog <laughs> on Dak and the Cowboys. But Dak stinks, and he got hurt this week. And you never like to see a player get hurt, but it, you know he's not a very good fantasy football player, and the Cowboys are not very good. And as a person who lives in Dallas who hates the Cowboys, it's – it's good when the Cowboys lose. It's a good Monday. Um, but all that to say from a fantasy perspective, Dak is not good. The next takeaway, and this is a bit of a homer one, I will admit, but it's crazy that Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are on the same college team, along with Clyde Edwards-Lair, who's like, okay, and Joe mm-hmm. Burrow, who just left his team in the Super Bowl. I mean, that is insane. That really All, was four, all four of them was at, were on the LSU at the same time? Yeah, they're all on the yeah, 2019 on- team. And I think, like, the, the crazy thing, screen. though, is Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Like, they really may be – I think Cooper Cup has to be – like, you can't have them above Cooper Cup. But, like, oh. I think they're in the discussion of, hey, it's like Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and then, like, Devontae Adams as, like, the best. And they were mm-hmm. both on the same team three years ago. It's insane. I, I think they're going to pass Cup really quickly, though. Honestly, they're- I – I can't argue with that. Like they're both yeah. so incredibly talented and I think Cooper mm-hmm. Cup's amazing, but just the fact that they're on the same college team is insane. Yeah. No. And they made yeah. people like AJ Terrell and Stefan or um, Trayvon Diggs look like fools in mm-hmm. college. They were just way better. It's, inc- it's insane. So yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Uh, they, I would say Justin Jefferson can play. He can play. Yeah. yeah. He's good. That's great. I mean, I will say about your Dak, for me and John as being Cowboys fans, it it's going to be a long, rough season. Let me tell yes, you. Yeah, agreed. They look. Here's bad. the thing. Hey, too, did you I'll see say, that Jameis quote. Just see that Jameis quote. Jameis, where was the pain? It was everywhere. As a Cowboys <laughs> fan, is that what y'all are feeling right now? Yeah, pain uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Keep was, on, so, keep on perceiving. Keep on. Uh, it, it's persevering. incredibly frustrating to me at, that you have a, if you have a coach in the NFL who does bad, he gets fired. If you have a player who does bad, he doesn't play or gets traded or gets cut. You have an owner who does bad, nothing happens. <laughs> and you guys, like, you guys well, have a gym. especially this, especially this owner. But right, it's pathetic. It's ridiculous. He set the team up for complete failure. Traded away so many good pieces. Didn't bring any talent in. I mean, you know, I mean, and yeah. I, w- I disagree that Dak is a bad fantasy quarterback. I don't think he has any, I do too, anyone but... really around him. I, and obviously he got hurt, so he's not going to be good this season. But I think – I mean, it was not, but maybe two years ago he was top five or something. I mean, he was really good. Um, last year he had a down year. So, I, I mean, I, I just – I disagree that he's a bad fantasy quarterback. But he was – he did look bad this game. And obviously he got hurt, so he couldn't finish it out. So It's, it's um, going to be a rough one. 
But yeah, John, what do you got for week one? Give it to yeah, us. so I think speaking to, to half of our league and half of all fantasy managers out there who lost this week, um, uh, don't overreact to week one. I, I think mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of uh, – I feel like a lot of overreactions happening about different players and things like that. Last year, Aaron Rodgers scored one point last year in week one, and he finished QB5 on the season. And then, obviously, it was an MVP season for him in the, in the NFL. Um, so don't panic. I think he'll be – but in general, if you have a player like a Tom Brady, what, who I have on my roster, or someone else abysmal, it, bad, I, would, I would say don't overreact. Don't gut your entire roster yet. Who's – you know, something else, like who's going to be this year? He started the first three weeks, 17.6, which is pretty good, 6.3, 8.2. Really bad back-to-back weeks. And then he went on his tear in what became the RB1 by 40 points. And the consensus 1.01 draft pick pretty much this year in fantasy drafts. So, again, who's going to be that? Don't overreact to week to week one. If your team looks bad, if it looks grim, squeaked out a, a win like I did and only won because their kicker missed the field goal at the end of the game. <laughs> or, or if you lost uh, really bad, which I ha- also lost really bad in one of my other leagues, um, just don't panic. Let things be active in trading and active on the waivers. Don't ditch the entire season after the after one week. Pe- most likely, these players that are talented players are going to end up being fine, unless maybe they're like Cam Akers or Kyle Pitts. I'll talk about later because I think he's. I, I don't. I'm not a Kyle Pitts believer. Our very own Will Myers last year started off 0-3, and he made the championship game. So things can happen. You can have a bad start to the season and still and still bring it back uh, and make it to the championship. So don't panic is my takeaway. That's good. Be encouraging to our managers out there who had a bad week one. Um, okay, I got some, some things to cover. Um, I'm doubling down on Dylan. That's right, A.J. Dillon. He had 20.1 points. He had 10 carries for 45 yards, a touchdown, five receptions, 46 yards. He outsnapped Aaron Jones, outscored Aaron Jones, and um, he had 15.4% of target share for the team, which was the highest on the team. So, I like John just said, don't want to overreact, but I think he's going to have a large portion of the backfield. Because yeah, they, I will. I will admit, Honeycut. When I read John's and it said "Don't overreact," and then I read yours and I read it as like <laughs> doubling down on Dylan. I was like, "Oh, this is hilarious." Yes, <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm just backing up. I was really high on him in the draft because I think they're going to have a pretty split backfield, and they don't have a lot of pieces, so they're going to use those two guys really creatively. So, I think he has a high ceiling um, of where he can go, and I think it showed in Week One. But again, don't want to overreact, but I feel good about it. And I did draft him. So anyways, um, the next thing is, will Patterson, Cordell Patterson, continue his resurgence? There's no it's way. Crazy. <laughs> he so was it's crazy. He was 13 weeks last I year. I know, <laughs> exactly. And so he started again this season being hot. RB4 on the week, 23.6 points, uh, 65% snap count. There's nobody else there that they're giving it to. They, they didn't throw it to Pitts, and then he got 15.2% target share, and so and he led the team. So just crazy that he is still remaining relevant, and he's he's keeping it up. I don't know how long it'll last, but we'll see. I'm a and believer. Then, 
You're a believer. I'm a believer. I will say I tried to trade for him today. So, you know. Did you offer Cole Komet? No, I, I did. <laughs> I knew I was going to have to do a little better than that, but it didn't, didn't pan out. Oh, it's man. with our it's with our Georgia lover, and he wouldn't take anybody. But so you offered Hot Rod, or you what? No, he was like, I need you to go get Chubb or get. Uh, he's on the block. Well, he was like, if you get one of them, he's yours. I was like, okay, I'll try. <clears throat> Anyways, he, did, he didn't I, try, Wally. He did not text. No, me I did not try. I did not try. Stop there. But I want to pose two different questions to y'all and kind of see where y'all think after week one. We had three different backfields that had two players that had 50% snap counts. They shared it. Two different players on the team had 50%. What three backfields do you think that is? Wait, two two had 50 or, or more than 50? Two, they had Three backfields had two players that played 50% of the snaps? Yes. So two, two running backs players. played yeah. 50% of the snaps? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you just told us that uh, Dylan did, right? Dylan and Jones? That might be one of them, yes. Detroit? That's a good I, guess. I don't think Detroit – I don't think Jamal Williams had that much snap, that many snaps, but I know I they watched their game, scored so, well. I don't know. Um, Swift. Swift did really good. So did Jamal Williams. Yeah. He was on the bench, um, but he did well. Trying to think through other backfields. I mean, y'all are missing the most obvious one. Wow. Well, I'm apparently dumb, so. Yeah. I mean, what's the – Oh, Denver. Denver. Is Denver one? No. Uh -uh. They were were really close. Then it's not obvious, honey. No, it's obvious. No, who is the best duo right now? Oh, Detroit. The Browns. Yeah, Browns. Browns. You're right. right. Yeah. That's the obvious one. I have Kareem Hunt. Why didn't I know that? Exactly. So y'all got I the two Nick most. Chubb, so y'all got that's the two really obvious. For us, uh, <laughs> y'all got <laughs> the two obvious ones. Now there's one surprise. Philadelphia. Wait. Nope. Sanders Wait. So hold on. The two obvious ones were Cleveland and, and Packers. Because okay. I talked about Dylan, and I gave y'all a heads up. One surprise. Uh, uh, New York Jets. Nope. Barkley had it. Big. No, Jets. Jets. Oh, Jets. Jets. No, 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 no. Carter still had 64, I think. My man. He's on the block. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Tell we, us. We, we, have, we have named this team already. Then tell us. Denver. The Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys. Yeah, because Zeke stinks. Give me Pollard <laughs> all day. That Which, should be 80-20 Pollard Zeke. I was really surprised when I saw it, though, because I watched the whole game, and I didn't really see Pollard a ton. So when I saw this, the breakdown, I was like, that's interesting because they didn't get him the ball enough if he was in there 50% of the time. No, they didn't. They so, need to. For sure. So I would expect him to get utilized a little bit more with that 50% share. So just a heads up for you out there that have Tony Pollard. But anyways, I thought that was really interesting. We got the Browns, Packers, and Cowboys both have pretty split backfields as mm. far as time. And then the next question is, what two players had over 40% target share on their team? Cooper Cup. Nope. Justin Jefferson. Nope. Neither one. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. No, but he was in the top 10. He didn't have – he had 11 targets or something like that. He he only had 32 point wow. – he only had 32.4. Um, 
Man. Travis Kelsey. Nope. I don't know. What, tell us. Yeah, tell us. Devontae Adams. With ah, 40, he, was next, he was my next guess. Forty-five point nine percent targets. Dang. I mean, they didn't. They didn't really do literally anything half. else. <laughs> yes, literally half. And then AJ Brown, forty point six yeah. for the Eagles. He's good. Yeah, he looked. He looked dynamite, man. I watched that game because I have Jalen Hurts, man. He was. He looked great. Did you watch that one legally or illegally? Which one was that one? Uh, that was on TV. That one was Again. on our local broadcast. It's Bryce Berry, <laughs> Wooster Daddy. Yes. <laughs> so I thought those were two pretty interesting things. I mean, I I actually looked and broke down the percentage and targets, and um, the top ten is pretty interesting when you look at it. And there's some players in there that kind of fly under the radar, but looks like they're going to get the majority of the targets. Honeycutt, I am shocked that you spend so much time researching, finding these facts, illegally watching games, and you've never won the league. Well, you know – you can uh, maybe it's coming soon for me. We'll see. Rather be lucky than good. Mm-hmm. I've gotten looking second at, a lot of times. Looking at you, Wally. Yep, for sure. But anyways, <laughs> we'll keep He's been uh, lucky twice, so he has that going yeah. for him. Uh huh. We'll keep an eye on all those things. I'll keep an update on the target shares, how that plays out. Um, but that is our week one takeaways. Nice. We spent way more than five minutes on that. Definitely, definitely. But we cut some other segments and kind of all gonna combine be, I'm that. not going to be a time Nazi, though, anymore. I'm just going to let it go. You know, if people can listen if they want to listen, and they don't have to if they That's don't That's right. That's so. right. But we're going to hop right in, dive right into what our people in our league are dying to hear. They want to hear those power rankings um, from our former commish, Will Myers. Yeah, we'll start at 12, move up to one. Uh, number 12, Gangsta's Paradise. Uh, Devontae Adams is great, so is Travis Kelsey, but after that, it seems not very good. Now, there is some hope. Uh, Clyde played really well. I don't expect him to play as well week in and week out. Um, but he also had James Robinson and Jarvis Landry on his bench, and they both played really well. Again, I, I'm not ready to say that they'll kind of be the fix this team needs because otherwise they've mm-hmm. just got some duds in the starting lineup. Guys like Allen Robinson or uh, David Montgomery, just some some scrubs. Um, DJ Chark might also be really good. He was pretty good in Jacksonville when he was healthy. He just wasn't healthy very often. And that's just like a terrible situation. So I think this team can improve for now they're near the bottom. Funky Town Fellas, oof. I, I, I had this team really high, like number one in the preseason rankings. And I think everybody, it was like the perfect storm of poor performance by everybody. Uh, he's tried to fix it. He's already traded away Austin Eckler. Um, but, you know, he, he also traded away DJ Moore. He got some nice pieces. So I, I think this team might end up getting better, but they also lost their quarterback and Trevor Lawrence was their backup. So I'm not looking at this team to really shoot up the rankings. Uh, Daddy Kyle, I think this is about where it should be. Like, you can add ten points to Kamara, take away ten points from Swift, and everyone else. I think is about where they should be. So, um, I think they're about you know a team that's going to score between one ten and one hundred twenty. Uh, I think Debo can give you more, which is where you kind of get that upside of one hundred twenty. But I don't see a whole lot here. Um, Detroit's backfield is amazing, but and so he has DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, but you don't replace Kamara. So you got to maybe move Thielen or McLaurin to the bench, which is would be interesting. 
But Jamal Not Williams got a hot start last year and then faded after like week he, three. He did. He did. So we'll see what happens there. I'm, you know, we'll see. Uh, number nine, flexes. Uh, Michael Pittman is a good football player. Uh, I would say that CD Lamb should give you more, but not right now because without Dak, it's Cooper Rush. Yikes! Um, Brady will certainly give you more. Kareem Hunt was on the bench. I don't expect him to score twenty three a game. He kind of took a, ch- a touchdown away from Nick Chubb when they were at the one and they were going to run it, but they kind of threw it out to Kareem Hunt. Um, hmm. But I think, and I've said this for years, Kareem Hunt is a solid flex, maybe even an RB two. Like I just think he's that good of a player. He catches so many passes. I think Dotson had a really good week. I don't expect him to get 18 every week, but I do think he'd give you a nice piece to trade away or kind of stash on the bench moving forward. Next is Dave Arandas. Um, they've kind of traded a few pieces, uh, you know, including Antonio Gibson. Uh, Higgins had a rough week. You got about what you're going to get from Mike Evans. Uh, Singletary stinks. Brees Hall stuck behind Michael Carter. Christian Kirk had a good week, but after that, it's not going to get much better. Uh, average Joes. I hate both the Green Bay and the Seattle backfield. Sorry, Honeycut. I am not doubling down on Dylan in one mm. week of overreaction. Um, so <clears throat> I think their wide receivers are really good. Bench is not ideal. Uh, they're going to rely on basically Jamar Chase and maybe AJ Brown to make the playoffs, which Jamar Chase is good enough to do. So that that could absolutely happen. Um, six Millennium Falcons. I think Michael Thomas's. Uh, Production was encouraging, and he wasn't even really involved until the fourth quarter. He scored like 20 points in the fourth quarter, so uh, I think that's super encouraging. Williams, Lamar, Chubb all played as expected. Got basically nothing from tight end. They've rectified that. Uh, McCaffrey should have done a bit better, but he was still fine. Almost squeaked by a win, but got ousted by Justin Jefferson, which leads me to my number five team, Run DMC. Wide receivers will lead this team to the playoffs. They have a few holes, but Amon Ross St. Brown and – Justin Jefferson will lead this team to the playoffs. Um, and hopefully Derrick Henry, but he had a really bad week this week. So mm-hmm. um, I think this is probably like 125 is about what this team should score. And I think this is probably about where they'll be. But with guys like Justin Jefferson and Derrick Henry and, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, they, they could legitimately contend with just those three guys. They're that special. And Russell Wilson is a solid QB. Toby Gurley's Cordell Patterson. <laughs> nothing nothing more needs to be said. The resurgence. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Matty Ice, uh, Jalen Hurts, and Jonathan Taylor is like a really, really good one-two one punch. I would describe the rest of the team as solid, if unspectacular. But when you have players of Hurts and Taylor's caliber, and we talked about this all last year, Hurts' floor is so high. So high. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. So um, – I don't expect Dylan to produce that much each week, so that could end up being a bit of a weak spot to maybe where they're more at the 120, 125 range, but we'll see. Only time will tell. I think I think Aaron Jones is too good of a player to lose that much to A.J. Dylan week in and week out. Like Obviously, there are going to be weeks where Dylan outperforms uh, Aaron Jones, but I think there's going to be plenty of weeks where Aaron Jones has a great week and Dylan doesn't do a whole lot. Because they're both pretty good players, which is why I hate their hate either of those players from a fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooks, they're here because I don't like Saquon. I'm, I'm not yet a Saquon believer, so they're not number one because I'm I'm cautious about him. Dude, he looked he looked back. 
I will tell you, I watched a lot of that. I know he did, but it's yeah, just he, he looked tough because he looked completely different. I will say he was so completely inept last yep. year. Like oh, I agree, so inept. If, if Saquon's back, Cooper Cup, Patrick Mahomes, and Saquon Barkley, this team's going to be tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Whether they should have Cooper Cup. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we'll discuss that later. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, finally, Bird, uh, I think this is a very solid team. Uh, Josh Allen is looked really good. Stefan Diggs and your boy, Gabriel Davis. Joe Mixon, that's a really, really good one, two, three, four, kind of right there. Um, no real bench production. Um, I think they may need to move a piece or two, like Chris Godwin maybe or Zeke or whatever, to try and maybe bolster that RB2. Um, I think it's realistic that the Buffalo receivers could get you on average 35 to 40 every week, which is great. So birds my number one this week and that's the power rankings. Cool. Nice. I mean, there was some big movers. I mean, we kind of flip flop the first two or three with the bottom two or three. Yeah. Interesting how that happened. But, um, we're, uh, I'm pretty, pretty much have my top six, the same as you. I have cooks and bird flipped, but besides that, top six I had in that order. And then my bottom six are, are pretty different than how you have them. But I would like everybody to know that John Lassie gave me so much noise for putting myself at six <laughs> this week. It was like, oh, William at six. You're always right in the middle of the pack, as always. I was very confused. I'm not denying that. it. It's I was, true. I, I did. I was very confused by that because – I scored the six most points this week and arguably should have won. It's and true. I get this, I get this, oh, looky, looky, doing the same hey, thing, middle of the pack. You're, you're right. And I, I realized that after I was looking at my, my rankings that I had to do at six also, I had to do at <laughs> eight based on my eye test though. So, mm, which is just okay. part of my formula. Yeah. I mean, uh, how long do we feel like Birdman is going to stay at that one spot? Uh, not that long. Okay. Okay. I, I look for Cooks to, to, to move on up a little bit. Birdman yeah. is going to live or die on the on the Bills. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, honestly, if there's a team to bet on, they're probably the best bet from like a yeah. quarterback yeah. to wide receiver group. So mm-hmm. it's not a bad strategy like no, at all. Not. So we'll yeah, see. Sure. Actually, have you guys ever played Sellers of Catan? I yes. have, yes. So one time, there was like a you know, a six and eight and a ten, or like it was a, a six and nine and a four or whatever. All wheat, all next to each other, and I was like, I'm just gonna own the wheat. And there was a two for one wheat thing all right there, so I just built everything around the wheat. Bird is basically doing that nice. in fantasy football. Yeah, good. That's yeah. a good analogy, Will. I scored two points in fa- and settlers of Catan and lost big time. So. Two points. You start with two points instead of ten. I scored mm-hmm. two points. It was terrible. So hopefully it works out. Oh better. wow! Yeah, oh. that's bad. Well, those are our power rankings after week one. We'll see what happens after week two. Um, let's run through the top fours really fast. So if y'all aren't paying attention to your fantasy app, I'm gonna give it to you really quickly. Our top four for quarterbacks: we have Patrick Mahomes, Allen, uh, Carson Wentz. And Jalen Hurts, Wentz is a surprise there. RBs, we have Saquon, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Cordell Patterson. Um, our wide receivers, 
we have Jefferson, Cup, Adams, Chase. Um, and tight ends, we have Kelsey, OJ Howard, Taysom Hill, and Gerald. <laughs> Gerard Everett, crazy <laughs> tight end group there. Uh, oh man, I would say I, of all those groups, the one that probably looks the most like it may end up is the wide receiver group. That's like there, the, all those. Those guys are the four names. we talked about that yeah. already. Those are the four. Yeah. yeah, the other groups have some surprises in it for sure. But just yeah, weekend. I would I would bet my my right ear that <laughs> Carson Wentz will not be in the top four. That's it? Just your ear? I would bet like both my legs. I will bet my I would bet my two year old child's five twenty nine account. Oh you have a five twenty nine account? Yikes. I don't have any of those. Oh dude. You gotta college. Hope they get scholarships. All right, we'll we'll talk financial planning in our other podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Five twenty nine. Yeah, no, those, those tight ends, tight ends are not OJ Howard, Taysom Hill, and, and Everett will not be in the top four, probably next week. I don't guess, know, man. Guess who my first, my number one waiver wire attempt was though? Taysom Everett. Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill for oh. sure. I got I, Everett. So I know, I know. I need. Um, I mean, I had my. Wait, well, is that is that why you said that you re- you rectified your tight end situation by getting Everett on waivers? Look. I know yeah. it's not Gerald great. Everett. You think you think Gerald <laughs> Everett rectifies your tight end position? I think he's I think, better than Mike Gasecki. I think all he's I mean in was a great point five oh points. He's in a good offense. <clears throat> I mean, he's in a, a throwing offense for sure. He's yeah, with the Chargers. Whatever. Look, I, it's not great. I recognize that, but it's I better. Mean, shoot, man, Cole's Comet got me zero. And you tried to trade him. I sure did. <laughs> sure did. Well, that's our. Uh, that is our top fours. Let's move on to week two and see what our matchups look like, who's going to pull out a win, and we all can give our guesses. Where do we want to start? I can lead off on this one. Yeah, tee us off. Okay, so uh, in, in case you guys aren't paying attention and our listeners aren't paying attention, um, we have the same schedule as last year. <laughs> so week two, oh my Will, gosh. Will and okay. I got to play. We need to talk about our commissioners in this league. Our previous commissioner used to update the names of the divisions every year. He used to randomize the schedule, all that. He used to write a uh, manager's note. Our current co-commissioners haven't done any of that. So I've attempted to get our, our the main commissioner to do it, but he hasn't. Also, I don't think Wally's best, even gotten his trophy yet from last season. He hasn't gotten it yet, no. But you haven't given the last two okay, <laughs> years. Okay, that's, that's neither because that's me and my brother. So like, okay, who oh, cares? Wow. Okay. Am I really gonna? Am I really so vain that I would buy myself a trophy? I would hope so. You need Answer to just yeah. I already have two. I already have two. I'm a three time champ. <laughs> okay, so I would say we started down the podcast. Millennium anyway. Falcons versus all my flexes live in Texas. Oh, me and Will going at it here. I think. Um, I think I have a tough matchup going against the Falcons. Falcons are loaded with stars, CMC, Lamar, and potential stars, and Javante, DK, and Michael Thomas. Um, the flexes, as we've okay, mentioned wait, before. Timeout. Is Michael yeah. Thomas a potential star? Uh, right now, because I, I don't trust him yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's okay, what I mean. Sorry. Like, you, you know, if, if he can stay healthy, then absolutely he's going to be a star because he's incredible, but he just hasn't been healthy the last two seasons. So okay, I need to see more than one week out of him. Um, 
to stay on the field. Uh, the fluxes, like we talked about. If if, if you were Honeycutt, he'd be like, Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the (laughs) NFL. I'm betting big on Michael. Can't guard Mike. Doubling down on Michael Thomas. Um, I I only really have one good star player in in Dalvin Cook. Pittman Jr. looks to be like the guy that I hoped he would be. and I did take a hit with Schultz and CeeDee Lamb's value plummeting because of Dak uh, going out. I don't think I have what it takes to get it get it done this week, so I'm going with the Falcons. Yeah, I am also going with the Falcons, and I believe that Lamar Jackson and McCaffrey will go off for 60 points combined. Yeah, I, I think from, from a week one perspective, I'm more encouraged by my team than I was previously. I think – it, it's tough to be better than Lamar or Christian McCaffrey. I think Allen and Mahomes, whatever. But, like, those two dudes should be really good. And then from, like, a second tier, like, not quite fantasy stardom level, I've got some of the best. Javante Williams, Michael Thomas, Nick Chubb, I think are all really, really good players. Wait, Michael like, Thomas isn't a star? I was Look, I asked the question. <laughs> you told me the answer. So I was doing what you said. Um but I do think, and I said this before, if Michael Thomas plays, he's a top five or a top ten guy. Like, he's that yeah. good. So, um, but early returns were really good for him. I'm very encouraged. Uh, I think my team is going to be a, a pretty solid team moving forward. So, I'm going with the Falcons as well. Yeah. And then all my flexes, I think the only place you will win this week is Pittman-Metcalf matchup. I think Pittman will outscore Metcalf for sure. Okay. Good deal. All right, moving on to Chubby Gurley's our Swift uh, versus Hold My Cooks. Big question here for uh, last I checked, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship was still on his roster, uh, still starting, <laughs> even though he was cut by the Colts. Will he keep uh, this absurdly loyalness that he had Rodrigo on his roster? Who knows? Um, I'm not a believer in Patterson yet, uh, even though he did it all last season. I just think it's got to stop at some point. A big way to be the RB1 that he was drafted as. Cooks, on the other hand, I think has a good, has a pretty solid team. Um, who knew that Henderson was going to get the nod over Acres, which maybe that's an overreaction, but I don't think it is. Um, Cup obviously is outstanding. Juju may be back to his old form, and Mahomes is awesome as usual. I think Cooks wins by a landslide. I'm going to say Cooks wins by 20 or more. Yeah, I'm going Cooks here. Um, Kyler, I don't know if Kyler's going to get back to where he was. Um, Just hasn't seen it yet. Um, And, again, I like Cooks. He's got a pretty solid team, so I'm going Cooks. Yeah, I – I think I might go differently here. I think I might go Chubby Girlies if if Najee plays. So we'll we'll put an asterisk next to this thing. And uh, I think he's going to play. He was limited in practice today, so I think he'll he'll be good. But I look at this team and I think okay, this might be pretty good. Like Jerry Judy might be a pretty good option mm-hmm. in in uh, Denver with a competent quarterback now, and Jalen Waddle's pretty explosive. I, I think top to bottom, I like Cook or uh, I like Chubby Girlies' team better top to bottom uh so i think i might go chubby girlies here okay okay good pick i like it next we have birdman versus gangsta's paradise um birdman has a great team i think like we've talked about will rise and fall with the bills but again 
if you're going to choose a team to do that with, if the Bills is, is the one to the team to pick for sure. Gabe Davis seems to be the real deal uh, and not necessarily some recency bias chump like somebody on our podcast suggested earlier in this season, um, <laughs> which would be me. But uh, we'll see if he can keep it up. Ertz, uh, I think, will be good enough uh, outside of um, Adams. But outside of Adams and Kelsey, I don't really love Gangsta's team. Uh, Robinson and CH are still big question marks to me. Um, and Rogers will probably be fine. I'm still nervous about the weapons he has or doesn't have. Um, Kyle Pitts put up another ho-hum performance. Wow. Incredible. This dude is awesome and is just going to get even better with a terrible, more terrible quarterback than Matt Ryan. I don't know why people think that I'm out on Kyle Pitts. I don't think he's as good as everyone thinks. Birdman's taking the W this week. Uh, I'm going to say Kyle Pitts has another single digit or less or single digit fantasy performance. Can't have less than a single digit. (laughs) Wow. Really hating on him. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I'm pro- I think I'm going with Birdman as well. Um, gangsters team just kind of, I think there's some just throwing some darts and hoping that some people are going to have the same performance they had last week. Devonte Adams is going to continue, but everyone else besides Kelsey, I don't really know. Um, and the Birdman, I like Diggs. I like Mixon. I like Josh Allen. I think he has enough pieces that's going to make him win this week. Give me Bird. Yep. Okay. Run DMC versus the Dave Arandas. I love the name, the Dave Arandas. I don't think he's going to get a win this week. Hopefully, the real Dave Aranda gets a win this week. Um, Yikes. Omar, who's the manager for Dave Aranda's, has made a ton of moves. Uh, the, he's traded away basically all of the star power, Jefferson, Debo Samuel. He had Debo Samuel at the very beginning of the season. I don't know if you all remember that. Traded mm-hmm. him away, traded Justin Herbert. He got some value back in Eckler and DJ Moore, uh, but still kind of lacking that big-time star power you expect or want on a fantasy team. Um, they'll rise and fall with Trey Lance, and I just don't think that's a good uh, bet to make right now. Run DMC has a good squad, great RB1, solid enough RB2. I love his wide receivers. I think DMC takes a convincing win to start 2-0 and uh, in the season. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that currently Dave Arandas is winning on the projections, ESPN projections, but I'm going run DMC as well. Receivers are great. I think Edmonds is going to continue to pick it up as RB1 in Miami. Derek Henry is going to have a way better week. I'm going with Run DMC. Um, I think I'm going to go with Dave Aranda's this week. I think Henry against Buffalo is is tough mm-hmm. on on Monday night. Uh, I think St. Brown and Jefferson are both really good. I don't know if they can match their performances. I am not a believer in Darnell Mooney, so I think I think this week I think Run DMC has a better team, but I do think this week it favors Aranda's. I look for Eckler to have a bounce back week. He was terrible from a fantasy perspective last week. So give me the randomness. Great. All right. We got a uh, daddy Kyle versus our commission, Matty ice and the boys. Uh, daddy Kyle has Debo Samuel uh, Swift and Camara. That's and that's kind of about it. Don't love any of the other starters besides Thielen. Uh, but I mean, I'm kind of wondering is if Thielen might be a little washed up this year. I he, obviously yep. don't, don't overreact to week one, like I said, but man, that's tough. 
Um, Maddie Ice, on the, hand, on the other hand, has a good-looking team. Uh, Hertz has the highest floor of any QB in the league, not named Josh Allen. Uh, Taylor is legit. Dylan may end up being the top RB in Green Bay. May end up being the top RB in Green Bay. Um, Tyreek is doing Tyreek things in Miami. Cooks is consistent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maddie Ice is weak at tight end, uh, but has a solid flex in Dobbins. Last week, Kyle lost to me by a missed field goal, but he'll lose this week by a lot more than that. Matty Ice with the W. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. I I don't feel as good about myself this week. Um, I think Kamara is going to have a bounce back week. I think Swift is going to continue to be strong. Debo is only going to get better because he's going to have receiving work this week, and McLaurin's going to do better. I, I think I'm going with Daddy Kyle. Let me go Matty Ice, I think. Hertz and Taylor are tough to beat. And I don't know if Camaro has enough anymore. I, I'm not necessarily like a huge doubter, but I, I guess I don't know if he's in that tier one with Taylor and McCaffrey and Derrick Henry or, you know, whoever. So I, I think, I think the oh, Hertz yeah. Taylor combo is pretty good. I think AJ Dillon comes back to earth a little bit, but I think he's going to be fine. I'll get you 10 plus, but that's about it. Yeah. I think Matty Isla still wins. I will say, just to add on, I was really happily surprised by Tyreek Hill in Miami. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not as big of a believer. I we'll think, see. I it think he'll be like a wide receiver prom- too. It looks promising to me. Yeah, but we'll see. All righty, moving on to our last matchup, Funky Town Fellows versus Not Your Average Joe. Uh, this is a new look Funky Town team with Herbert at the helm. Um, he re- really replaced his, uh, with Dak, you know, his quarterback Dak with, with a great quarterback in Herbert. Um, RBs are a low spot for this team with Leonard Fournette and Gibson. I don't, I mean, I'm super low on Gibson. I think that I would yeah. go as far to say, I think that's a fluke performance for him. I just don't mm-hmm. think he's that great. Um, a fancy player, uh, Kirk is showing promise in Jacksonville and Deontay Johnson again is a solid pr- player. I think he's underrated. I think people will just kind of pass on him, but he's, he's great. Um, average Joe's have Jamar chase who can do just about anything, but last week they mismanaged and placed George Kittle or started George Kittle, who is out hurt. Um, can they win against the funky town fellas? I don't think so. Funky town takes it this week. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with not at your average Joe. I really like Chase and Brown. Um, I think they're going to go off again. Probably have, I'll say they're going to go 50 combined between the two of them. And Aaron Jones is going to have a little bit better performance. And Lazard is in the lineup. And we'll see how he does in his debut as probably the number one receiver in Green Bay. So I'm going to go with not your average Joe. Yeah, I, I don't, I almost hate not your average Joe's team with the exception of a few players, but I think they'll win this week because I, I don't like Mike Williams at all. I don't like Miles <laughs> Sanders at all. I think Leonard is, is pretty good, but I don't know if he's going to be like your RB one. I think he's a solid RB two. So I just don't know if they've got the firepower. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that wraps up our matchup previews. We'll, uh, keep track of our individual records here and, who won last and, year by the way i really uh, don't know do you know i don't know let me i can look while we're going to the next thing yeah while he's looking that up we're going to talk about these trades and it really centers around one team honestly 
the Dave Arandas has made probably three or four deals. Um, so uh, would, do you want to kick it off with one of them or do we want to talk as a, as a whole? On Real these? quick. So the for last year, sorry, I had to pull it up. Will was 43 and 35. Matthew was 40 and 38 and I was 42 and 36. So Will won by a game. Oh yeah. Nice. Good win. Let's go uh, trade by trade. Let's go trade, tra by trade. trade by trade. So um, the one that we're going to start with is Aranda's trading Debo to Daddy Kyle for Gibson and Cooper. Well, there was a little bit more players involved in that, right? No, I think more? that was or it. Was that it? I think that was it. Two for one? Okay. <clears throat> I mean. Wash. Yeah. I, I'm not – I really don't like Cooper or Gibson, so I feel like who who got Debo in this deal? Am I, what, how am I reading? Eddie Kyle got the. I got think Debo. he he easily won this trade. Easily. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, we've talked about this offline, but you know, uh, Aranda's gave up the best player here. I don't love Gibson. Cooper, I think, was kind of a little bit of a question mark. No one really knew exactly what to expect from him, but for sure, at this point, man, that that was not a great deal for to give up Debo for those two guys. I'm not I'm not as down on Cooper as you guys are. I think, especially once Deshaun gets back, which he's got, what, a 13-game? Yeah, but, like, games? then yeah. Like we're in the fantasy season. playoffs. So, yeah. yeah, never mind, never mind. <laughs> that was, that was, that was I mean, he got out-targeted by Donovan Peoples-Jones, like, 3 to 11 or something, or 4 to – I mean, yeah. he was, it was bad. Like, he did yeah. not get very many targets. Yeah. So, and he has – and he's – Jacoby Brissett is throwing to him, who and he just dinks and dunks down the field. He doesn't do it, you know. Which he, I, I would think that that is kind of plays towards how Amari Cooper. He's a great route runner, short routes, but ah, I don't know. Look yeah. bad. So again, I really, I Debo, I think he's he's, he's just, stashing he's stashing Cooper for week two of playoffs. That's what's happening. Here. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know if he knows what he's it's doing. It's that kind of forward thinking that really sets the Arandas apart. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Um, okay, the next one we're going to talk about is gangsters trading Waller and DJ Moore to the Funky Town fellas for Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. Ooh. This was a terrible deal. Yeah, I would agree a with you. Terrible deal. Is this and all I was the players sitting? This is all the players. I was sitting with gangsters watching LSU Florida State. Oops, and. I was trying to say, hey, how can I get, I think it was Waller or Kelsey. And he was like, oh, no. And then he goes, he goes, yes. And I said, what happened? He goes, oh, Matt Lance accepted my trade. And I said, oh, what'd you do? And he goes, traded Waller and DJ Moore for Alrod. And I said, what did you do? <laughs> I said, that was a terrible trade. And he goes, no, like, Alan Robinson, like, he's in a new system. He's always had terrible oh quarterbacks. And now he's, he's going to play the Odell Beckham role in L.A. And I was like, okay, dude. Yeah, like, Odell was not good last year. And he was like, and David Montgomery. <laughs> well, we had that whole thing where, like, I asked the question, is Odell Beckham fantasy relevant? And then the next week he was like, you're dumb. Yes, I am fantasy relevant. I don't know if y'all remember that. Oh, I know. Uh, and then David Montgomery, you know, like he's he's good. And I was like, no, he's not. What are we talking about here? So, anyways, I thought Funky Town really won this deal. He got Waller, who's one of the top four or five tight ends in the league. DJ Moore is good, not great, but he's definitely better than Allen Robinson. And David Montgomery is barely a bench player, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I agree. I think I think uh, Funky Town for sure won this trade. I, Allen Robinson is, I mean, oh, I just can't even. I don't even know what to say about him. David Montgomery is meh. He's okay. Probably you just said a, he won the trade. You said Funky Town won this trade. Yeah, yeah. Funky Town got Waller and DJ Waller, Moore. Moore. You, yeah. Oh, I'm reading it backwards. Gangsta's okay. traded trade, Waller to Funky Town. Two. Dude. Yeah. What the heck was gangsters doing? So, I don't know, dude. I told him. What I, the, the only heck? I, I, hate I thought that, it was the other way around. Oh. I hate that Funky Town bailed gangsters out a little bit here, yes. but it's still not worth it. I mean, this trade is I'm I'm okay with this trade. I, I'm not okay with the trade Will was trying to do because it would have made gangsters bet a lot better. This made gangsters a lot worse from <laughs> from already being bad with having three tight ends that you can't play every week. Yes. So yeah. And I, I tried to trade with him. I offered several times. I wanted Kelsey, which I don't think he was willing to do. But I was like, you could have said Waller, and we could have like made something happen. But no, nah, he, he didn't do it. So. Okay, so our next one, again, is involving uh, the Arandas traded uh, Justin Jefferson, arguably one of the top three, top two, maybe the top <laughs> receiver, and Cooper to run DMC for Evans and Connor. So he wasn't thinking about Cooper in week two of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely wasn't. Um, I can the only only thing I can see is if you're trying to plug a hole and trying to get a comparable wide receiver one and upgrade at the running back, maybe. But I still don't think you got enough for Justin Jefferson, which is probably the one of the top receivers in the league. Y'all, the love that Omar has for Mike Evans. I, is, is that what it is? Of, is out of control. Is that it? Is that what it is? It is, is this yeah. just a love for a player? It is okay. out of control, dude. Why does he love him so much? I don't know, but it is it, it is crazy. You just gave up a guy that had a forty pointer. Yeah. What are you thinking? I know. I don't. I don't. I think that. I mean, yeah. It's just that you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, he's given up Jefferson. I don't think he got quite enough back. Evans is pretty touchdown dependent on having a good, like really good games. I think I just, I mean, especially once Godwin comes back healthy, which I mean, he's not, not. So, I mean, that's a point to Evans can stay in the field and Godwin isn't, but I don't know. I just, this was kind of, eh, I think you're right. Honeycutt. If he's trying to inc- improve his running back too, I guess with Connor, maybe, but I still think he gave up. He didn't get quite enough back for Jefferson. Y'all want to know what I offered to get Justin Jefferson? From Omar, and he chose this trade instead. Please, do you guys want to know? I I would love to know. I offered him Nick Chubb, Javante Williams, and Lamar Jackson for Herbert Jefferson and Antonio Gibson, and I threw in DK Metcalf as well. Wow! And he said no, no, Mike Evans, dude, Mike Evans, and I was like, what? (laughs) What are we talking about here? Oh my gosh! So and then and then later I said Metcalf, Gasecki, Williams, and Lamar for Herbert Evans and Hawkinson, and he said no. He said I said why not? And he said Mike Evans is way better. And I said okay, how can I get Mike Evans? And then he said back this. He said Herbert and Evans for Lamar and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> 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 so that's what this is about. This is about one man's love 
for another for Mike man. Evans. Mike Evans. Goodness gracious. All right. And then one of the last one that actually went through that we'll talk about is uh, Aranda traded Kirk Gibson Herbert to Funky Town for Eckler and DJ Moore. So knowing now that Funky Town won that other trade, I think they really turned around and botched this one. But that's my thought. I think they needed a quarterback, and I think their, that, total, that's points, true. their that's total points for might increase as a result of this because Herbert is a pretty good player, and he's going to be way better than anything he would have gotten at waivers. This was a trade out of necessity, so I am, I'm, I think this is fine because I'm also not as down on Antonio Gibson as you guys are. Um, but no, I think he still lost the trade, but he did it because he had to. Yeah, I can fall for that. I'm- but you know, is there not? I I don't know who what quarterbacks are available on our waivers. Maybe there wasn't any good options. Is there not somebody who's good enough until Dak comes back? Or, I mean, maybe this is Lance thinking Dak's not going to be good once he comes back. Um, dude, our our waiver wire is it's thin. Tough. Really, it yeah. is okay. tough, dude. We got some sharks on the waiver wire. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the ESPN projections for what it's worth are. Daniel Jones is projected 16 and a half. Everyone else is less than 15 and a half. And Herbert's going to get you like 23. So, yeah, what I don't love, the, I don't love Arena's giving up Herbert because now he has to rely on Trey Lance. And I think he picked up Matt Ryan to be his quarterback. So it's like he's really banking that Trey Lance steps it up this year, which a lot of people are high on him, but also that's pretty risky. You know, I mean, Trey Lance could be terrible. Hey, I mean, if, he, if Aranda's not, is a, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, he's not league winner Justin Fields, you know? So, um. <laughs> if, if Arandas is as forward thinking as I know he is, I've got a guy, a little guy by the name of Deshaun Watson on the bench. I'm willing to trade. So, you know. Omar, do not trade Will for Deshaun Please. Watson. Please. He's, he's not going to make it till the he's playoffs. On the block, dude. He's on the block. <laughs> okay. All right, can we pause on this for one second? I want to talk about this trade specifically. Okay, what about it? Funky Town made this trade out of necessity (laughs) because he did not have a quarterback. Correct. Now, wouldn't it have been nice if Funky Town could have traded away Austin Eckler for not just Justin Herbert, but for a first-round pick for next season? Hmm. I see yeah. where you're inquiring, going. Inquiring I see, minds. Inquiring I see where you're going, and I love it. Want to know if, let's say, Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas go down on me this season, which, mm-hmm. by the way, has happened before. I had both oh, those yeah. guys, I think, in 2020, mm-hmm. and it, they both went down for the season. I had Saquon when he came, when he went out. <sighs> Would it be great if I could trade those guys away to someone who wants them and could get? picks in return for the next season Amen. and say, I'm, I'm giving up on this season. Michael Thomas is always hurt, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to win next season. But and, that be and great? in that scenario to trade away two players like that, who are hurt, you're also needing to trade them to somebody who is also giving up on the season that those guys don't have, like if they're hurt for a season, like part of the fantasy is like, Hey, I, right. I can trade you Cordero Patterson because he's on fire for this Sorry. season. We I miss later. If I have okay. Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey and they're hurt, but I still think I can win or oh, okay. I can trade Michael Thomas for, I don't know, uh, Devonte Adams or Michael Thomas plus somebody for Devonte Adams this season. Right. Like if someone's 
four and ten, yeah, that, that would make sense. So right. I'm or just like saying, a, yeah, like, Devontae, or, or like a Michael Thomas or, in, a, in a pick for Devonte Adams or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah or or exactly. if you get those two players hurt, you can trade your other best player to a team that's trying to make the playoffs. Whoever you have left on your roster, you can save those two players for next season. Trade your best player that's left for a draft pick. You know, all I'm saying is that kind of optionality. It's only available. Intrigue. It increases the intrigue in our league. We got a very active league. We got several trades already happened. Let's throw some picks in there, huh? Let's throw some picks in there. Yeah, be pretty sweet. Let's people win now, you know. So, are you you're you're kind of lobbying the league to change to dynasty? Is that what I'm hearing? That's exactly what I'm doing. I love it. Love it. So all these scrubs and look, I was as against keepers as anybody and i keepers still think way different i still think the keepers thing is not it's not great yeah dynasty though i mean mm-hmm. i'm all in i am all so in the, on dynasty the only the only real difference though between i mean technically because you could you could have a 17 keeper league or whatever the, the difference is you can trade picks in dynasty keepers yes. you can't really trade picks yes which okay. which to me makes almost all the difference uh-huh. yeah because I keep my team from one year to the next, and if I don't like it, I can trade for picks. I can trade for better players using picks, whatever. It just it just makes the optionality that much better, and I am all for it. Yeah. And it for also, it. yeah, it also stops from some of the crazy trades that we have too. Because in in a in a one season league, a redraft league, you're trying to win now. So you're, you're, you're only winning it. now. Yeah, exactly. So you're. I, I every year I trade my whole bench to win with, for the for the eight best players or whatever it is. Every yeah. year, because yeah. I'm trying to win now. I would not do yeah. that if we had a dynasty league. Correct. So, so uh, to wrap all this up, I really want to talk through the Dave Arandas as a whole, the strategy. I don't know why he didn't like Debo Jefferson. Because he and somebody else he put on the trading block, I just am baffled. You literally had one of the top, he probably had two top 10 receivers. You don't understand, Mike. And you're you're only exactly the only player his whole team is different, and the best player he has is Mike Evans, and he's not better than any of the players that he gave up. I don't get it, don't don't, understand. You don't understand it because it can't be understood. Yeah, I mean, listen. Listen How do to you his, explain love, uh, Honeycutt? His listen team was to Omar. so much better before. It was. Listen, he had Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel as his wide receiver one and two. T. Higgins as a flex. Now, he struggled with running backs because he had Brees Hall and Devin Singletary, but he could trade somebody to get one of those, uh, a better RB1, and Justin Herbert and TJ Hawkinson. Look, if like, you have Justin That's an Jefferson, incredible starting starting uh, roster right I mean, now. I will say think, he definitely – Think about my team, y'all. I have – Javante Williams, Nick Chubb, and Christian McCaffrey. My receivers are Michael Thomas and DK Metcalf. If he came up to me and said, I'll trade you Justin Jefferson for Christian McCaffrey and DK Metcalf, and I'll throw in David McGurman or whatever, I probably would have done it because I feel pretty good about the Javante Williams and Nick Chubb. And then I have those two guys, and I've got Justin Jefferson and Michael Thomas. I would have done that. I would have done that. And his team would have been much better because he would have gotten DK Metcalf, Christian McCaffrey, I probably would have thrown in Michael Carter, you know, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I probably would have thrown in uh, Williams or Chubb if he would have made, sweetened the pot a little bit. Like, 
I would have done that because I had plenty of running backs. I needed a wide receiver, but he traded it yeah. for Mike Evans. I mean, I could see as I'm looking at his roster, he definitely expanded his roster or made it a little bit more even across the board. He definitely upped his game at both his running back spots. He got a okay wide receiver one. DJ Moore could be a good wide receiver two. We'll see how T. Higgins recovers from last week. And so I, I, he kind of, but Eckler is really the saving grace that he he was a he got a number one round draft pick. Which Lamar and Eckler are his other two loves. So he has two out of his three yeah. loves. Yeah, that's true. So he's waiting on that third. Come at me, Lamar. <laughs> All right, those are all the trades that went down. Now we're going to discuss one trade that was in the process, was was accepted by both managers, and then got vetoed. And that is Cooks trading Juju Cup Stevenson to Daddy Kyle for uh, uh, Eli Mitchell, Adam Thielen, and Terry McLaurin. And it was vetoed. What are your yeah. thoughts? I don't know what Cooks was thinking here. That he got bailed out by the league. Um, yeah, yeah, big time yeah. bailed out. So I want to. I need to clear. Especially my because Elijah Mitchell got hurt and is out for like eight weeks. Like even yeah. more so. I mean, good grief. Yeah, and he didn't know that before the trade happened. That happened after. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It, before. He got hurt after. He got hurt before he did the trade. No, sorry. He got hurt after. Okay, yeah. The trade had already gone through, so he didn't right. know that he was going to get injured. Right. I'm just saying he got bailed out of that for sure. Yes. Yeah. So I need to clear my name here. I was accused by certain parties of vetoing this trade out of spite. I did not do that. I am 100% against trading or vetoing trades out of spite. You guys can attest. I texted you guys right after saying I did not veto. Yeah. I did not mm -hmm. veto this trade. Correct. Correct. I play dumb like I did via this trade, but I did not via this trade because because I'm a thousand percent against vetoing trades out of spite. Unlike John Lassie, who I, loves to veto trades out of spite. Oh my god! Favorite thing. <laughs> we, so talked, we talked about false. it before the show. How Throw him into year, the dirt. How last oh year, he said people can veto for whatever reason they want to veto. That is said, factually correct. That's oh my factually gosh. correct, but principally. See, I'm a principled man, unlike Glassy. That's oh what we gosh. just said. Wow. So I just want to say I did not veto this trade. I was accused of vetoing out of spite, and I do not veto out of spite. That's not right. In my opinion, Glassy has this. I will say, though, back to what really matters, which is this it's trade. Unbelievable. Cooks was about to get hosed, dude. <laughs> Big time. I Big time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Daddy Kyle, highway robbery here. Yes. Daddy Kyle tried to convince me this wasn't highway robbery, but it was highway. It was, it was this is, crazy this is highway robbery. What I tried to do with Omar last year. Um, this one may be worse. I, this I don't one, know. It is, no, it, it is worse. It, I'm just saying it's on that yeah, level. Yeah. Th I, this one might be worse. I think. I think this one is insane. I mean, there's no way that that should have gone through. So, kudos to the league for vetoing. But yeah, I mean, I would also like to add that I did not veto this trade either, as a league as a league manager or as the commissioner. Didn't veto it. Yeah, and now that Will has uh, 
drug my name through the dirt and mud. I just need to clean it off a little bit because I also did not veto this trade as a co-commissioner or as a league manager. I did not. I don't think you should veto out of pure spite. I think you have the ability to, because you have a veto to do whatever you want with that veto. Should you? No, I, I would not. And I don't think you should, but technically you can. And that's what I said. Will is dragging my name through the dirt and mud. I'm cleaning it, cleaning it off a little bit here. I, I just, I don't appreciate that. And you know, <laughs> it is. What so it is. I, would, I would like to pose a question to y'all. I want to, I want y'all, I want to get into y'all's minds or, or, or to understand what is the veto system for an ESPN? What's it for? Last yellow, you go first. I think it's for, it gives man, the league a chance to make sure trades are, fair i mean i think if majority of the league thinks a trade is not fair they can veto or you know they they can submit the veto and the trade doesn't go through i think if like in this scenario maybe they did that because i think it wasn't fair even though i mean who knows what what happened but the you know they thought it wasn't fair so they vetoed obviously um maybe maybe some did out of spite technically they're allowed to they shouldn't have but they're technically allowed to Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it, I think it allows the the league to keep each keep it, it itself accountable to these trades, so that there's no collusion. You know, I can't yeah. give up on my season and give all my good players to Will for nobody. Correct. Checks which, and balances, which we wouldn't have to do if we had a dynasty league. By the way, you could trade. Correct. Picks. Anyways, Correct. Um, I think trades or vetoes are for this reason and this reason only. If the competitive balance within the trade significantly askew you can veto like i think that's when you should veto i do not think you should veto because it makes one team so good like that's the Mm -hmm. benefit of the bargain like if if i'm able to get Devontae adams while not giving up a bunch because i have leverage but it's still like you still get really good players out of it but it makes my team way better like i think that trade should not be vetoed if that makes sense like just because it makes my team way better does not mean you should be to the trade. You should only be to the trade if I'm getting Devontae Adams for nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just I just don't see a, a reasonable world where that those are like don't exist together. Makes Kyle's team this trade makes Kyle's team way better, and it was an unfair, an uneven trade because okay, like, so let's say point. let's like, there, there are, yeah. So, so my point is, like, yes, this trade does make Daddy Kyle way better because it cost him nothing. But if, if you look at Daddy Kyle's team and he had to trade away, ooh, who's this RB1? Uh, let's see real quick. Sorry, pulling it up right now. If he had to trade, you know, Alvin Kamara, like, okay, that makes right. sense. Right, and that, that makes it a more even trade so it shouldn't be vetoed. Like, you're – you, right. You're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth here a little no, bit. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not at all. Like, I, I, I would. I think this trade should have been vetoed because the competitive balance within the trade was tilted way more to one side. I hear what you're saying. Well, I think the examples you're using aren't the best. Okay. Um, um, let's say. Let's say someone has Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas, and Debo Samuel. Like. They could trade away one of those dudes for a great RB1, and it would still make their team way better if their running back one is Brees Hall. Exactly. But, like, they're getting a – the other team is getting a great player, and I think that trade should go through because the other team gets one of the three top 
10, 15 receivers. I see what you're saying. Yes. No, I, so, I would agree with that because the trade is even. I think we're saying yes. the same thing then. Yeah. Yes. The so, trade so, is even. If the trade's not even, it should be vetoed. If the trade's even, it doesn't matter who, how it makes one team better or worse. Yes. Because yes. realistically, the trade being even should make both teams better. I mean, that's that's the point. It should fill. Seek, like, seek the win-win, yeah. everybody. Seek, <laughs> yes. So, like, okay, you got so my... to pay up. Like, you, you have mm-hmm. to pay up in these trades. Now, yeah. The cost could still be less than the gain. I think that's what you should seek in a trade, which is why I don't think we should look at it from the lens of like, oh, this team is automatically much better because of this trade. No, the team might be much better, but they have to have given up something in order to gotten, to have gotten better. They can't just give up bench players. Like, for example, you can't trade Cole Komet and Brandon Ayuk for a, a guy like Kyle Pitts, who you're down on Lassie, but like he's definitely, from an outsider's perspective, by far the best player in that trade. True, but you could trade that to offer that to start the conversation with somebody. You know, that's exactly. true, and they should they should reply. <laughs> they should reply. Offer. They should rebuttal. Give you a counter offer. Okay, we're getting we're digressing. I have one more question that's on the same category. Okay, so what is the league manager veto for? Same same. Would you say it's for the same, same purpose? Same thing. Same thing. I'd say same thing or things like that. Maybe the league wouldn't know, like. Let's just say in this scenario, it was that somehow Cook, Cooks didn't know Mitchell was hurt and Kyle misled him to believe he wasn't hurt, even though he knew he was, and they did the trade. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like in that scenario, the league manager or the decision committee should review all that you know, information and probably should veto in that scenario. Because if there's clear evidence that like, I clearly didn't know he was hurt and Kyle clearly misled me to believe mm-hmm. he wasn't, you know? That, gotcha. That's the difference. Like yeah. just somebody just not knowing I would have less sympathy for because like, dude, just check your players before you trade. But if someone else misled them or something, or like <laughs> I saw this on Twitter, whenever dra- we were all, like whenever all the drafts were happening, somebody drafted some other guy named Jay Taylor for the Patriots first overall. <laughs> it was, and it was a keeper league. And it's like the, the, they were making fun of him. You know, it's like he didn't that's know hilarious. that it was a keeper league. If something like that happens, like I tried to trade Will, oh dude, give me Jay Taylor. You know, I'll give you Jay Taylor for so and so, and then he does it. Okay, that's probably you know that probably should not happen if I'm intentionally misleading or intentionally colluding or anything like that. I will say I also think it's appropriate if both parties want to back out while okay. the trade's being processed. I think that's okay. okay. Once the trade's processed, I don't think it's appropriate for the league manager to switch the teams back. They got to go back to the trade process if they want to switch it back. But like things change all the time. Like I think it's appropriate if while the trade is being processed, if both parties want to back out, I think that's okay too. Okay. What would be the difference, Will, between that and and then after the trade processing, both teams saying, "Oh, we want to redo undo that." Like it's the same. It's kind of the same, right? Uh, it Unless like it points have been scored. Like, I mean, like if they've already played and gotten points that week, it's different, but. Well, like, I um, think if, if people, like, because how, how long are we going to take that, right? Like, let's say in week mm-hmm. two, someone's like, hey, let's trade these two. They do it. And then in week six, like, oh, we want, we want to undo this trade. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. If I points mean, have that's... been scored for that team, unless the only scenario is if they played each other and it wouldn't have changed the outcome, <laughs> you know, like, but that's a very rare scenario. But, I mean. Most I likely, think, we're I think, not, not, yeah, we're talking about like a day or a couple hours when that could actually doesn't it, happen. Doesn't it take three days for a trade to process? Yeah, or three days. 
So that yeah. that's that's why I think it's only appropriate if both parties agree during the interim window, because then you're interfering with people's matchups and teams for that weekend. And so if they want to trade them back, like let's say we agree to trade on Tuesday, it goes through on Friday. If all of a sudden we're like, oh, on a Saturday we want to trade them back, like I don't think we should just switch them back. I think they would need to go through the trade process again so that that, that week's matchup doesn't yeah. change. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, I think if, if, if it's – we trade on Tuesday. It goes through on Friday. Nothing. No one's played, which it would. Ha- no one would have to play on Thursday for the trade to go through. I think it's fine if before that trade actually goes through, they say, "Hey, no, this isn't actually happening." So I think I just there. I, I I hear what you're saying. I think I'm a firm believer of if you don't hit that submit button unless you're willing to do that trade. Right, but I I, I completely agree, which is why I kind of disagree with Lassie's thing about like someone said someone was hurt. Like if that's the case, your fault, dude. Um, you gotta, you gotta know what's going on with your team. Um, but I do think like if both parties are like, Hey dude, let's, let's not do this for this reason before the trade is actually processed. Like, mm-hmm. and they're both agreeing and they're, and they're both agreeing yeah. to do it. Like, why does that it, why sense. does it matter? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. let's just have the league manager veto it. And if it's an unfair no, trade, that's great. If it's a fair trade, but they just don't want to do it anymore, then no harm, no foul. It never actually went through. Yeah. I was just trying to communicate all this to two parties trying to help understand them understand like what the veto system's for, what the what the league manager's for, and it just I don't think it was quite hidden. But y'all answered my questions. All the more reason why we need a dynasty league. So that you I know, if it. this trade goes yeah. through, you can say, hey, let's trade some picks as 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 well. Oh, exactly. If you throw in some picks to that, change the whole dynamic of this trade. I Omar, mean, maybe... I'll give you my first four picks for Mike Evans next year. What do you say? What do you say, Omar? <laughs> oh, gosh. Is that worth it? Uh, okay, well, that wraps up our trades and our, and our week two previews and our power rankings for this week on the podcast. Guys, I would love for y'all to send us some mailbag questions. John Lassie always hammers this home, and I'm going to hammer it home. Send us some questions that you would like answered on this podcast. And then, um, John, you want to tell them how they can interact with us? Yeah, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, FLFFFL underscore pod, or shoot us an email, FLFFFL.pod at gmail.com. You can mailbag us those questions on any of those platforms. We'd love to hear them. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Week two, we're coming for you. Keep it chilly, my friends. Peace out. Seek the win-win.